Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. We all know how important it is to save for retirement. And if you don't already know that, go back and check some of our uh, earlier podcasts. There's some great stuff on there. But when you do finally make it to your golden years, how do you know if you've actually saved enough money? Or how do you know what your weekly, monthly, or yearly budget should be to make sure that your retirement funds are going to last? Without actually knowing when you're going to die, financial planning and retirement issues can get pretty tricky. Good thing Doug Feller, a principal and financial advisor with Investment Partners, is here to help us understand where the money for your retirement is going to come from and how you should approach the withdrawal process of your funds and how external factors might impact your financial wellness in retirement. Welcome to Unsuitable, Doug. It's great to be again, uh, be with you again, Dave. Well, first of all, I think we need to catch up on uh, Investment Partners. Maybe if you can give us a quick elevator speech on uh, on the company. Sure. Yeah, we have a lot of good things going on uh, right now. For those listeners who don't know, we're a financial planning, uh, wealth management consulting firm here in the state of Ohio with four locations. We began in 1996. uh, So in the last 22 years, we've gone from a startup to uh, actually, as of this month, a little over a billion dollars in either assets advised on or managed. Four locations here in Ohio with nine advisors, three CFPs, uh, and quite a bit of experience. So yeah, we're... uh, Things going well. Great, great. Sounds like you guys are uh, rock and rolling the last uh, several months with asset under management and expanding. So, congrats to you guys. How about a uh, a website or something our listeners can pop on and and find out about you guys? Sure. Find us at www.invp.com. Perfect. That's a pretty uh, pretty easy website to get to know, or just Google Investment Partners. I'm sure they'll find they'll find you. And you can find us on LinkedIn as well. Sure. You know, you and I can never get together without having a little baseball conversation. So uh, I think uh, one's in order. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you played collegiately as a pitcher at Yale, and you know the the America's pastime is 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 struggling right now. You know, the viewership is down, and younger people just aren't getting into the game like they used to. You know, they're trying to speed up the game. What do you think the state of baseball is right now? Well, if you if you listen to the commissioner, it's never been healthier. But, you know, I, I think today we have so many competing sports and, and competing for children's attention. Those just simply weren't available to even myself in the 80s and 90s is when I was coming through playing baseball. Uh, and you either played baseball, basketball, or football. Football was America's uh, kind of love and, and baseball was, was a historical game today. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go because, you know, I'll teach my kids, but I don't think that that's as common any anymore. So sure. uh, I, I worry about the game. Uh, I just, I, I was at the AAA All-Star baseball game here in Columbus, depending on when you're listening to this last evening. And I was just reminded what a, what a calming experience it is to go to a baseball game and see the ball thrown around. Uh, different than any other sport. I love it. We'll always love it. We'll teach my kids to love it. Uh, but I do worry about the future. Are you a fan of the sacrifice bunt? Oh, I am. Yeah, no, nobody is anymore. I was looking at the stats for some of these all-stars. There was one guy that had, you know, something like 80 hits 
so far halfway through the season and 115 strikeouts. Uh, and that's what the advanced analytics have done to baseball yeah. is that, uh, you know, runs are runs are at such a premium that they're teaching these guys to swing for the fences. So sa- things like sacrifice bunts are, uh, are, are, are no longer common. Yeah. You know, if you see the production crew over there waving their hands, they're pointing back to get back to the script. Uh, you and I could probably talk baseball uh, for the next uh, couple hours. Do we have to listen to them? We don't. We don't. But let's talk about retirement a little bit. Uh, big topic uh, uh, for a lot of folks that you uh, touch on a regular basis. But where are the proceeds? Where are retirement dollars coming today? Are there any changes in that area? Where's Where's the money coming from? For, for those approaching retirement today, uh, it's a lot different than it was 20 years ago. Uh, even even 25 years ago, there's there's been a monumental shift in in whose responsibility it is to save for retirement, and it has shifted away from companies as they moved away from pensions onto the employee. Um, and so this is obviously is through things like 401ks and simple IRA plans. But the money today is coming really from one of two places or three places. Uh, certainly, Social Security plays a role and is a, is a factor. Uh, private savings uh, through retirement uh, or through retirement savings, uh, and then work in retirement if somebody's able to. Those, those, that's where the money's coming from. Uh, you just don't see, as a financial planner, I just don't see many pensions coming through right. anymore. So, you know, I, I try to educate 401k participants when we do this, and we do a lot of work for those companies, that the responsibility is yours. Um, you know, there is a test coming at some point. That right. test is whether or not you saved enough for retirement. And it's a yes, no answer. Right. And you're in order to live the lifestyle you want, you either did or you did not do that. But that is your choice and it's your responsibility. It's no longer the company's. You know, I also want to point out to our um, listening uh, audience here that you are a certified financial planner as well as an investor, investing advisor, consultant, uh, your, your, your experience level is, is off the charts. So, you know, I wanted to bring that to your resume. Well, I appreciate that. And I spend, I spend a lot of time by, by function of demographics, if nothing else, talking on just this subject about retirement because the baby boomers are retiring. And, you know, I think I saw something that uh, in the last 10 years, the number of baby boomers over or over 65 or is still in the workforce has gone up by 16 million. It's gone up by 50%. And by 2026, it will have doubled. So there will, there will be something like uh, 60 million baby boomers uh, over age 65. So we're just dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. And it's a big question. It's a complex area. And so it's, it's, it's one, I think, where we can provide a lot of uh, advice because uh, let's be honest, uh, this is a seminal financial decision in somebody's lives. Outside of maybe starting a business, it might be the biggest financial decision of their lives. How do we go from converting all the savings we have over to an income when we have the technical skills to still be employed? Right. And then rely on passive sources of income to get us through retirement. Right. Right. You know, a good point. You hit on something that uh, I want to expand on with you is, is the fear of retirement. You know, let's forget about the financial side of it. You know, there's the fear certainly of what am I going to do? And then there's also the financial side. So how do you deal when you're, you're talking to one of your clients about getting over the, the, the fear bump? Sure. This, this is a topic that uh, when clients walk in my office, uh, even those that are most on top of their finances, uh, fraught with angst. Uh, they, they walk in with a lot of anxiety and they're worried, uh, even if they're financially set. And so as a planner, I do what I can uh, to help educate those clients 
uh, put a plan together in place, a strategy in place, help them execute that and try to give them some peace of mind. But even if I can do all that, this is an emotional decision because a lot of even the listeners will ascribe a lot of their self-worth just to their work. And so it's it's, to to step back, what do they do with their time? I I think those are questions that financial planners need to be prepared to address going forward more than ever. You know, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit with a, uh, and you you can give me an unofficial, unofficial statistic here. If you talk to 10 people, out of those 10 people, how many people are uh, that you talk to out of those 10 are late to the party? Or having their retirement in order? Uh, that's that's a great question. And, and like any great economist, I will qualify my answer. No, for sure. I've, I've, I thought you would. I was waiting for that. <laughs> sure. Uh, of, the, of the folks that I talk to, I, I would say the majority are prepared. Uh, but let, that's let, encouraging. But, but let's keep in mind that uh, there are a lot of folks that are not. When somebody comes into my office, they're, they're, they're on the verge of being able to answer that question or can't answer their question. They want some certainties about that. Um, but I also, again, do a lot of work with company 401ks. So I would say the true litmus test to your, to your question is uh, when I look at 401k balances of participants at companies, I would say the next generation of retirees is ill-prepared to retire. They are, it, it, the balances I see are shockingly low. People simply aren't savings, uh, saving. And I'll come back to that, that decision. Um, it's either save or don't save. Uh, again, that responsibility is on them. And I would say nine and 10 of the 401k participants that we serve simply are not prepared. Right. And I know Investment Partners does a lot of uh, education and training with your 401k clients about what you just said, the the value of savings, you know, the tax-deferred compounding of interest. Doesn't get any better than that. No, no. It, I mean, these are great plans for, for, for what they are. But, uh, you know, the economic realities, you know, face families and they have to make a choice between consuming now or saving for later. And, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of folks just... Not ready. Not ready. Not ready. Need mm-hmm. uh, education. And like I said, there's the fear. There, There's the fear. You know, I want to throw a question at you that, that we get uh, all the time as CPAs and, and, and consultants and we're not certified planners and I'm not a CFP or investment advisor. So sometimes it's kind of hard for me to to answer this question. And it's a generic question at best or answer that I give, but I want to throw it to you. And as a retiree, you're on the, on the doorstep of retirement. Should I pay off my mortgage or continue with that mortgage? Well, like any great financial planner, I would say the answer depends. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, if oh you, boy, next guest, please. <laughs> if you can, if, if you can have your liabilities taken care of, it, it, it just remove it removes that, that question. At the same time, if you have the assets to simply support that debt payment and that, and that interest rate that you're paying is, well, where we're at today, uh, historic lows, Sure, we can build that into a cash flow, and so that's some of the work that we do. You know, as we as we look at the details of where a retirement paycheck and, and what a budget looks like, and how can somebody retire? Where's the money going to come from? We certainly take into account, sure. uh, you know, any outstanding mortgages, whether or not to pay them off. Now, doesn't make sense, uh, but I, I would say as a general principle for those that are, are looking at retirement sometime in the next ten to fifteen years, try to hit that retirement date without that on your balance sheet. Yeah. But it's a strategy. And, sure. and it may be a strategy to uh, pass away owning owning the residence or that vacation home, the mortgage on it. So yeah, it's a strategy. It is. And, uh, you know, you're equipped to CFP with the tools you have and the knowledge you have. You know, you can help an individual through that that process. You know, another one, uh, curveball I want to throw you since we're using a little baseball uh, language. Let's talk about Social Security. 
And it's uh, in all of the notes that that you gave to me. Do you advise uh, folks on on when to begin to to draw Social Security? I'll give you an example. You know, uh, talking to an individual said, "Boy, I've been paying in Social Security my entire life. I'm going to start drawing that Social Security as soon as I can, age 62 or age 63." How would you respond to that question? Well, the answer is uh, it depends on how long you're going to live. And, and I still haven't found one client that's able to tell me uh, wh- when, that, when, when that date is coming. Uh, if, they can, if I have that piece of information, I can tell you exactly when to take Social Security. Uh, you know, if you take early at 62, um, instead of waiting until your normal retirement age of 66 or so, uh, you know, the break even is in your late 70s, 76, 77. Uh, and if you're going to live beyond that, you should delay. Uh, you know, and this, maybe this is a part of the bigger point is, um, I try to remind clients to control the controllables. And this, this is a conversation I have a lot about, about social security. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of listeners that are looking at that program saying, I paid into it. I simply don't think it's going to be there. I want to get this out as quickly as I can. Um, and my answer to that is we, we simply, we have no idea. Uh, social security, there are about five very simple fixes. Everybody's worried about whether or not it's going to be there. I would tell you it is. Uh, Social Security represents 53, 55% of Americans. That is the only source of retirement income they have. So the program itself simply cannot go away. We simply don't have the political will to fix it. And and until we do, uh, we're going to continue to have these worries. But I, I I would say delay as long as you can. Um, again, it's a case-by-case basis, and sure. my advice might be different. I, I talked to a client here not long ago, uh, and it was clear his health uh, wasn't uh, as strong. And uh, you know, ba- based on his personal situation, uh, it made a lot of sense, I think, and advised him to actually take it early. But for every year you wait, you increase your benefit by 8%. Yeah. So the longer you can do that, the better. You know, you bring up a, a, a wonderful point that you know, it's it's certainly a complex world and that no two clients, no two families, no two situations exactly the same. What I may do for retirement might be entirely different what you want to do for retirement. Again, that's where your expertise can come into play because you have the tools to, you know, to, t- to take a look at all of the angles on a retirement plan or retirement strategy. You know, let's go back to this fear. You know, we already, already identified Social Security is a fear. You know, outliving your assets is a fear. You know, medical coverage as someone retires or near retires is also a fear. And again, can you help put together a program that will fund medical coverage going forward? Well, we can simply give the advice, certainly, you know, and and to to address the the, the bigger question here, you know, I, I see a lot of retirees, if they can get to 65, uh, when they can get to Medicare, uh, that that's the goal. Uh, and you ask, you ask, uh, you know, the average American, seventy-five percent expect to work until sixty-five. Uh, the reality is, about twenty-five percent actually get there. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Some folks have to step out of the workforce to take care of uh, aging parents, company downsizes. Uh, but the average retired median retirement age right now is sixty-two. And so that is the big question. That's probably one of the number one questions for. Um, for the, the pre-retiree is how do we cover that gap? How do we cover that three-year gap over to Medicare? And so, you know, we'll take a lot of we'll take a look at uh, spousal coverage, um, trying to marry up those benefits if they need to obtain private insurance or simply go on the, their company's retirement benefits to get over to Medicare. You know, we we do take a look and advise them on that. Certainly, for anybody that has a health savings 
plan, a health savings account uh, that's listening, be sure to take full advantage of that and actually put a strategy in place for how you're going to use that, not only for next year's medical expenses, but even in retirement, because there's a tremendous amount of benefits to health savings accounts. Uh, so yeah, that, that's all part of the discussion. You know, let's walk through a live example, one that you shared with me. And, and it's, um, let's say you, you, what we're trying to do here is understand the withdrawal rates. How, how much mm-hmm. income are we going to have uh, for the rest of our life at, when you retire? Let's say an individual has a uh, million dollars and they come to you. What would, what would the process look like when you sit down with them and, and develop a certified uh, financial plan for them? Sure. The very first thing we're t- taking a look at is how much income they're going to need. And so back to your question on mortgage or paying down a mortgage, does it make sense to have that? Well, they're going to need to be able to cover that liability. Uh, and so this is one of the big concerns of, of, of the pre, pre-retiree going through this transition is how much am I going to spend in retirement? Uh, and so we'll take a look at their current income. We would encourage everybody to, to simply rough out a budget, have some idea of what that is. But remember, you're not going to be saving into a retirement plan. So you can back that down. Your expenses in retirement on average should be less than when you're working your peak spending years on an inflation adjusted basis or your mid 40s. So your expenditure should go down. Your taxes, uh, as a very general statement, should go down. So figure out how much money you're going to need. Whatever that number is, back off the social security. And that gap is what you need to provide. And that needs to come from either private employment or private savings, one of the two. And if you fully intend on not doing any work in retirement, no consulting work or anything, your assets have to support that. Uh, so that's that's the process we start going through. How much income are you going to need? And where's again, where's it going to come from? And so to your question on withdrawal rates, this is probably this is this is the primary number I looked as at as a financial planner for a retiree. And that is how much are you, how much are you spending off of your asset base every year as a percentage? What what is that number? Call it call it your burn rate. And all the studies we're seeing. And uh, there's been quite a bit come out in the last 15 years, which suggest that if you can stay within a 4 to 5% withdrawal rate on your asset base, uh, you should be able to sustain and have a successful retirement. There's an awful lot of assumptions that go into that statement, of course. But on a million dollars, we're looking at private assets being able to reliably produce 40 to 50,000 uh, pre-tax. So, um, so that's where we start to look at how do you, how do you how do you build this? What, what does it look like? And if you need more than that forty to 50000 well, we need to have a very real conversation about working longer, saving more, aggressive, uh, investing more aggressively, or adjusting your spending expectation down in retirement. So you deliver dose of reality. I would say. Yeah, well, you have to be. You have that's to be, your job. Yeah, I mean, it, that's we, what you do. We can't be selectively honest with our clients. Uh, you know, you have you have to you have to level with them, and sometimes the advice is you simply need to work longer. Uh, you need to save more, and so this is why I come back to you know what can we control? We can control the planning aspect of this. Don't wait until you're one to two years away from retirement, or you get that severance notice to actually start thinking about it. Uh, the sooner you start planning for this, the better. But but. But choose, you know, don't, don't let retirement happen to you by accident. Uh, don't watch a TV commercial and cross your fingers and hope for the best. Um, actually, actually put a plan in place and execute it. You know, one of the things as we're sitting here talking, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, the stories that you can tell about someone late to the party or that gap that they need or carrying on the mortgage or lack of social security. 
we've got to tell our the younger generation that is in the 401k, our kids and fellow employees that haven't really made savings a priority or a 401k priority. The more you do it now, the better you're going to be when you get to be, um, you know, your age or my age. Yeah, the you know I told somebody last week that uh, the dollar you save in your 20s uh, should double something like four to five times by the time you get to retirement. So a dollar turns into eight or or, or sixteen dollars, you know, by the time you're sixty. Again, very general rules of thumb here. But for every decade you wait, you lose a double. So that dollar you save when you're 31 as compared to 21 uh, will be worth half as much when you get to age 60. Uh, so, you know, there's an old Chinese saying, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is today. Uh, if you haven't started, get started um, because it matters. You know, we're, uh, we're in extra innings here. So you, we got we to gotta bring this home. Uh, can you briefly review for our listeners a couple points you would, uh, you know, that, you, that I guess your foundation for retirement? Give us a couple points. Yeah, the, the, the foundation is, now I'll, I'll say it again, con- control what you can control. So, so by review, what we cannot control, we don't control market return. Uh, I don't control what's said on CNBC and I don't control pa- ta- tax policy in Washington, but we have an awful lot of uh, lengthy discussions with our clients about that is the reason why they're not going to save or, or some other version of that. We simply don't control that. We have some control over how much we earn uh, you know, and how much we invest in ourselves and, and, and so forth, uh, how long we're going to work. We don't have complete control. How long we're going to live if we avoid risky behavior. Uh, we have some control over that. What do we control? We control our behavior. We control how much we save. We control how we plan. Uh, we control our asset allocation, how we invest. Um, so I would say real, make sure you as a listener are focused on uh, what you can control. Um, and then if you don't know the answers to these questions, seek out professional help uh, through through a financial planner um, who can help map these things out for you. Uh, good piece of advice. Uh, our guest today has been Doug Feller, uh, Investment Partners. Uh, Doug is located in Dublin, Ohio, but also travels throughout the state, uh, giving advice, seminars, and meeting with uh, 401k participants and employers, the best. So, Doug's a great guy. You'll love uh, talking to him about a number of things, including baseball and financial planning. Doug, thanks a lot for joining us uh, on today's episode of Unsuitable. A lot of information here for all ages. Listeners, if you want to learn more about how to build your retirement paycheck, send an email to contact us at raycpa.com, and we'll be happy to put you in touch with Doug. You can talk investments in baseball. In the meantime, if you like this episode, let us know, like it, comment, or share it. And don't forget to check out videos of our podcast on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. Securities offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, registered trademark, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment Partners, LTD, is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services offered by Investment Partners, LTD, are separate and unrelated to Commonwealth. Investment Partners LTD is located at 577 Perimeter Drive, Suite 110, Dublin, Ohio, 43017. Or you can call 614-761-9087. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. 
consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 